what lenses are you using that builds the trust, the transparency, the value of what you stand for? I think this is so important that you understand what your non-negotiables are in the culture that you're building out so that when you are confronted with this in the wider collective, that you know what you will say yes to and you know what you'll say no to. Now is the time. You're invited to join us, a movement of leaders who are willing to step into a new approach to leadership across the global landscape. This is as simple as humanity being just you and I, and stakeholders being the value you place on each decision to add or take away from humanity going forward. Hold a minute. Stay with us. We know people like you want to play at a different scale, and these conversations help create the opportunity for you to take this up a notch, or two, or a whole lot more. With a curiosity, let's dig deeper, behind the scenes to see the why, the what, the where, the who, and the when, from other smart humans who make smart decisions and innovate smart, sustainable solutions to narrow the gap from problem to solution. Learn in today's conversation how you can begin to do this. Come, join us. Oh my goodness. Okay, please, if I get a bit raspy today, I'm going to be drinking as much water as I possibly can to get through this, but... I have been doing long hours and the voice is starting to show that. And you know those seasons and time where sometimes it's just a lot of hard work and a lot of just doing the things that maybe at times we want to ignore because they're not fun to do. And I think I've been going through a big season of that. So I'm excited today to be here with you and doing the Global Human Intelligence podcast because it has been a little while and I apologize that I've not been able to be as consistent getting this out for you. I have been traveling the world and literally I am speaking to you not from my little office either in New South Wales or Queensland but from my office on the road in Split in Croatia. Oh my goodness, it is beautiful here. It is really warm. And it's really interesting being on the road again. You know, I've traveled to the USA a couple of times since the borders have reopened and it has been really eye-opening. And I think, you know, the conversation I had the last one that you know has been put up here as as the podcast for the global human intelligence is with Angela Loria. And I love that conversation, but I listened to it and I realized there was a lot of frustration. And I apologize that at times I should have shut up and let her speak more. So I do apologize about that. And I think sometimes when I often don't listen back on what I've said because I don't want to dwell on, I'm a reformed perfectionist and I don't want to dwell on things that bug me because I didn't do it right. I didn't sound right. Oh my goodness, if I'd done this, it would have been more effective. I didn't do it. And, you know, there's moments when maybe I should have just been quiet a bit more, listened a little more. 
And I'm learning that. I don't know about you, but I'm learning that in the conversations I'm having. I'm also learning that there are times when you need to be quiet. There's times when you need to hold back. And then there's times when you need to be very clear what you do stand for, what you will try and have more conversations around to see if there's any solutions that you can do or you can bring. And I think this is the season that I see a lot of what is needed, both here, you know, in the work that I do, but across the globe. One of the things with traveling that I have seen is that gap between those who have access to economic resources, who have access to strategies, tools, access to community, tribe, to help them to keep going forward, the gap between that and those that don't is widening. I'm seeing an increase of homelessness, say, in the USA. It is devastating. And I mean devastating because when I go for my morning walks, the mental health that I saw on the streets, I was quickly reminded of why sometimes when it's these seasons of hard work, we need to keep pushing forward. And why in these seasons, when we have these challenges, that sometimes brings, I don't know about you, but me to tears. That it's okay. Because I don't want to be another statistic on the road. I don't want to walk by another person and not be able to bring change. And I want to see and be all the dreams that I have felt inside of me for years when I was a young girl, a young adult, to a more mature adult right now. You know, it's a time and a season where sometimes we have to push even deeper into what is required of us, what is needed for the journey ahead. And, you know, I think there are some amazing things that came out of the conversation that Angela and I had. I brought up and I, you know, sent her a message just saying thank you for our conversation because I realized how passionate I was around some of the issues that we spoke about. You need to check it out and you need to listen with open ears when you are listening to the conversation. I think one of the things that I love about her, I love about myself and the conversation we had was the way that she said, you know, as an opening line, you know, basically I see you. I'm a force. You're a force. Check it out. And uh, I think that that's the best when women, strong women, have each other's backs and go, I'm not in competition. I'm here to learn. I'm here to, to glean from. I'm here to encourage. I'm here to see how we can together make this a better place. I loved that about our conversation. And 
I think there's this big conversation. Something that did come out of it was the whole value disconnect. Oh my goodness, I see it a lot in companies in the way people are building out culture right now. Okay, so just think about it like this, right? There's a vision. There's a vision to help, to support, to really get behind the bigger vision of clients or potential clients. This is amazing, yet they can't even support and get behind their own team members. There's a disconnect between the value of what you say with your mouth and the ethical decisions you're making behind the scene. This is not a one-off. This is not just occasionally I see this. I see this a lot. And that's why I talk about building out, you know, these ecosystems. Because when it's an ecosystem, it gets into your decision DNA. And that decision DNA is not just when you turn up and you're with your partner. Or it's not just when you turn up and you're working with your leadership team. Or it's not just when you show up with a proposal that you're able to say particular and make particular decisions. It is a consistent way in which you make decisions all the time within your ecosystem. And guess what that brings? It brings effortless flow. It brings not just effortless flow, but a consistency that brings trust and transparency in all that you do. So important, right? It sounds simple, and I often think about all the things that I talk about. They are such simple principles and concepts and lenses and filters to use. Here's the thing that I realize. It's often the simple that we're forgetting and we're making it so complicated. We get lost in the drama. We get lost in the politics. We get frustrated with people not doing what we want. And I think that it goes back to as simple as this. Is the vision that you are working towards the same? Have you got a vision? Is it a clear pathway from where you are now to where you want to be going? And are you ready to take people on that journey and deliver on that pathway and not veer off to it? Because by the way, when you veer off, when you don't do what you said you're going to do or that you change everything, that brings distrust. It means that there are team members that go, I don't even know what I'm meant to be doing, who I'm meant to be. And of course, they're not going to be delivering on the results that you want them to do. That's not the team member's fault. That's not the clients who are not getting the results they need problem. It is you, your decisions, the vision that you have, and the way in which you're able to or not execute the vision and here's the other thing with values and a disconnect is when you bring people on the team you need to understand that they may have the vision and know how that's going to unfold in a different way to what you do they still want the same result but they're going to bring different perspectives What are you going to do when someone disagrees at the table? Are you just going to get rid of them? 
Are you just going to walk away and go, you know what? I just need people who agree with me right now. This is not necessarily going to be the best result. Oh, it makes the journey so much easier. And in some ways, a lot more fun because everyone agrees, everyone's working towards. And it sounds so beautiful. And you think, by the way, that because everyone agrees, everyone's going the same way, that actually you can just have this diplomatic sort of way of which together we are all going to come up with the answers and work towards that result. Okay, can I just say, and I'm going to be strong on this, step down from fairyland right now. Yep, I do believe it is fairyland. I believe whether you all agree on the same vision or not, there are always going to be moments where there are challenges, where someone is upset because they let you down or expectations were different to what they thought or maybe, just maybe, they thought they were doing the job well but they obviously weren't by the result that you gave them, okay? Just because you have a team that want to help you get and do your vision, even when they look like they agree on everything, there are going to be moments you have to work on. Here's the difficulty. If you even start with having people at the table that have different ways of doing it, different thinkings, different perspectives, yet the end result is they want the same vision to occur that you do. Now, this is much harder to have at the table. And one of the things that sometimes there is a value disconnect. In other words, because you value it doesn't mean the next person values that. So I believe there are some core non-negotiables within the culture that, yes, everyone needs to be on the same page. And if you don't have that right from the start, then it is never going to work. So one of those things is about ethical decisions at the table. If I believe that, you know, we must always be measuring human capital, but the next person doesn't believe that at all, and at whatever cost, we just want that result, then we already have an ethical value disconnect at the table. That's never going to work. It really isn't because there's just no way that even when I have decisions being made at the table and you've got decisions made at the table, if we disagree, even if we disagree with that and we're moving forward with it, if it's an unethical decision, then I don't want to be a part of that. And so there's that value disconnect. So that's a different story at the table. What I love and what I get to do so much of is facilitate conversations when you don't look the same, where everyone is different and we want a particular result. By the way, it's always a result, an outcome. And it might be just one thing that we all have to agree on to keep moving that, you know, dial forward. Well, here's the thing. There is always, even when I disagree, 95% with the person next door to me. If I can agree on the one thing that we're going to work on together, 
and move it forward on, then I'm all good. And what I love about the fact that there's different distinctions at the table, people who have different perspectives, who have different ways, we are going to come together with a solution that is going to be different to what has been done in the past. What does that mean? That means there's the possibility, the opportunity for things to be different. And that excites me. And I actually really find it fun when you can bring a whole lot of people at a table and those people would not normally meet together and together find common ground. That's going to literally narrow the gap from problem to solution and in their pathway forward. To me, that's so much fun. And I think that's where we need to understand what value disconnect is. And times when you walk away from it and times when you walk through it and find the vision that you can align and work towards. I think it's the easy way out is to leave it and not to work through it. I think, you know, I've been guilty of this in the past. When it's got tough, it's easier to resign. Or when it's got tough, it's easier to walk away from and not have that tough conversation. Or when it's got tough, to go, okay, well, it's not my responsibility. It's someone else's. I think one of the things that I have worked really hard over the last few years is taking ownership on what I can control. Think about it in what you're doing. What is it that you're finding as a struggle right now, a challenge? Maybe it's a team member. Maybe it's actually getting the vision to a reality. Maybe it's, uh, you know, just keeping yourself going. What is difficult right now? And beyond what others are doing to you or what you're seeing outside of you as the issues, what can you control right now? What decisions can you make? And how can you not be controlled by your external variables because here's the thing I know right now there's a lot of concern around the economic status across the globe it would be very easy to go we're in a recession we're about to be in a recession we're hitting a time when there's just no one wanting to buy things or you know it's so tough it's so easy to fall into that hole and to believe that as a truth What I have seen and what I have seen constantly is that there are many people who still have money. There are many people who have still thrived and made it even bigger through the tough times. They haven't focused in on what wasn't working or what could happen that will, you know, cause grief. They've gone, what can I control? What am I willing to do? And where will that take me? What do you need to do? What do you need to do to future-proof your economic access to 
Yes, dollars, resources, strategies, humans, whatever it is. Those are things that are in your control. If you see that there is just no way to continue the way that you're doing it now, then try something different. Try something until you find something that will. Don't give up on it. And if you're finding it hard to keep focused on what you need to do because it's really tough right now, surround yourself with amazing people. I want to tell you, I have got some amazing females right now who are doing the journey with me. And oh, I am so grateful for them. And I do mention the females because, again, going back to the earlier thing and something we talked about, Angela and I, in our conversation was women having women's backs. And, you know, I've said this a few times. It's not always been an easy journey for me to, because in the past, women have ever, you know, have either seen me oh my goodness, who does she think she is? Or go, oh, she's amazing. I just want to be like her, but like she's almost untouchable. By the way, none of those are true things. It's just what others have perceived, right? And what I love right now is that I needed to learn how to be that for other women. And now I've got amazing women doing that for me. You know, expectations from other women who... Now, I don't have to be anything amazing or do anything. Just, you know, they might reach out. Hey, how are you doing today? What's happening in your world? How can I support you? And let me tell you, when the journey gets tough, when the challenges are real, I am so grateful for that. A slight disruption to the conversation. I have a question for you. Are you even a little curious to see how you can use your platform to change the conversation? To maybe design solution pathways where you have certainty and afford movement? Or truly do you want to increase your economic and cultural impact? Awesome human, if you want to lead, to pioneer a new approach, to role model what is possible and to leave sustainable footprints for the generations to come? then I would love for you to reach out to me and the team to see if we're the right fit to make this a reality for you. And if we're not, no hard feelings, as I know many awesome humans who may be the right one. Okay, I've included three ways in the show notes where you can begin a pathway with us on a journey to your next level. One, a strategy analysis. Two the next growth incubator cycle, three, a potential investment partnership. As founder and CEO of Decision Velocity Global, I'm all about building a sustainable, scalable growth ecosystem where humanity, like you, are stakeholders to design cutting-edge solution pathways and to narrow the gap from problem to solution. I want you to come on this journey with me and others and not to be left behind. There is a seat at the table for you. Okay, let's get back to the conversation. I often tell you how I've got some amazing males in my world and males that you wouldn't even expect 
are the people that I really call on and have helped me to stay focused and real in the business sense and to keep going for what I believe in. I couldn't have done life without those people. If it's challenging for you, if you foresee challenges ahead, can I, if there's nothing else you take from this conversation today, can I ask you to find a support team, an inner circle that can help you do the journey? Look, if there's something I've learned of being different is that we often feel alone on the journey. We often feel frustrated that no one else understands what we are going through. I'm talking about myself just as much as I'm talking about we as a collective. I met just the other day, literally out at dinner, an amazing guy. And I hope you're listening to this right now. But, you know, one of the things he said was almost like relief on his face when he had a conversation with me. And he goes, you understand, most people I can't have a conversation like this with. Most people don't understand and I'm kind of a freak and it's really lonely out here. Can I just say to you, if you're different, you are so welcome to be here. You are so welcome to be part of the tribe that I'm a part of. If you are different, you think differently, oh my goodness, you are so welcome to be part of this. You are so welcome to be part of the 1% movement that I'm building out. If you are pioneering and you are on that cutting edge and no one understands your work, oh, welcome, my friend. Welcome. You are with like-minded people. This journey isn't an easy journey. And when you're willing to stand up and stand for things, let me tell you, you are not always the liked person in the room. You are not always the one that everyone wants to hang out with and you definitely don't get on with everyone. And it's not because you don't want to. It's because if there's something that has made it really clear, it is because, not because they don't like you, they just don't understand you. Well, I just want you to know there's a tribe out here that does understand you that understands your differences is your genius zone, that understands your thinking is inspiring, aspires us to think differently, to do things differently, that as you keep looking for new insights, that this is all around an evolution and that as humans, we are always needing to continue to develop and evolve and that excites me. When the person next door to me having a conversation thinks really differently and has a perspective that maybe I never considered before. Oh, life is so exciting when you realize it's such a learning ground. And I think that's the thing that I love about travel is it's a learning ground. As you dive into having meals out in a place that You know, you can't read the language on the menus. You have to learn to do things a little different. You have to learn that maybe you eat a little different. And I don't know. It's the learnings that you get when you walk down the street and you see different things around you. 
It inspires me not just to do things the same, not just to keep thinking the same, but to push beyond what I know. What are you doing to push beyond what you know, to learn from others, to grow to that next level that maybe if you keep doing it the same way, you'll never reach to? You know, I I know, most of you know that I love to play really big, that I don't ever ask other people to do what I'm doing. I know it's kind of crazy. And, you know, I'm actually after this, I've got an interview to do. And one of the things in the promo for it was she's the most driven person I've ever met. I'm driven because my vision is beyond me. I'm driven because I've seen what happens when you have lack. I've seen what happens when you don't have a voice and I never want that to be the case for you. I want us to really continue to look at how we're building out the culture in our home environment, on the domestic space, on our professional spaces that we are creating and then how we're interacting in our relationships, our connections, our networks, our everyday environment. If you just took a moment, if you just thought about that for a second, are there things you could change? Are there things that need to change? Are there people that you need to stop having that relationship with? and let go of. Over this last few weeks, I have had to say no to quite a few things. I got another invite to Necker Island and actually to Richard Branson's birthday bash on the cruise as well and also to speak in Bali and network and do a photo shoot. All of those three things were amazing things and it actually was really difficult for me to say no. And I went through it a lot in my brain. And I was like, oh no, if I don't do this, I'll miss out on those opportunities. I had every reason and justification to why I should do it. And there were some really important reasons to why I didn't. And I am really glad I trusted myself because out of that, I was able to actually go down south to an event and support my children. And then my husband, who was the one attending the event, he really wanted the kids to be there and hang out with some of the kids from the families. Anyway, it was an interesting time and I'm really glad I did it because I was able to support my children and then my husband got coronavirus and was having to stay in the US for another two weeks and I needed to get our children back so that I could be online to support our team and our event for our clients by the time I landed in Australia. If I hadn't have been there, I would not have been able to help my girls to get back. And 
I would not have been able to connect with the people that I did, some partnerships I'm in already, some older partnerships, reignite those, and some new networks as well. If I hadn't have been there, I would not have been able to have those opportunities. My nose gave me the opportunity to spend 10 days, actually nine days, up in our Queensland property, back in my home, back in giving, even though my work was really busy and it didn't slow down just because I was back home, it gave me the space to breathe in the fresh air, to spend lots of times with the dogs outside, to just be in my happy spot in my office and actually start working through some of the overwhelm that I was starting to feel because I had been on the road so much beforehand. So sometimes your no's, sometimes no to that relationship, sometimes no to that next project, that next initiative. Sometimes it's the no's that we have to say that actually creates the space for the opportunity for you to say the next yes. What is that that maybe you could do right now? Say no to what? Say no to bringing on more team. Say no to doing it all yourself. Say no to the next, you know, busy time on the road because you want to spend time with the family. Say no to time with the family and say I need to spend this time building out so that during this next season where it's going to be a bit tougher I have the resources the platform in place what is the lenses you're going to use to make your decisions I think that was something that we talked about a lot in the conversation with Angela Check that out. I know I keep referring to it, but this is what these conversations often it brings up. Some of the thoughts that Angela and I or the previous conversation has started pricking up ideas or thoughts or concepts. And then I start going down a rabbit hole in this conversation with you. What lenses are you using that builds the trust the transparency, the value of what you stand for. I think this is so important that you understand what your non-negotiables are in the culture that you're building out so that when you are confronted with this in the wider collective, that you know what you will say yes to and you know what you'll say no to. And... There's no judgment to the no's because that's a right no for you. There's no judgment to the yes because that's a right yes for you. I think it's worse when you're sitting on the edge. That in one table you're sort of saying, yes, I'm going to do this. And at the other table you're saying no because depending what table you're at. Oh, that to me is being fickle. And trust me, I'm not real good at hanging out with those that are fickle. Just saying, all right, sometimes I just can't help myself. I wish I had more patience and sometimes I look at, and that's why I have some really good friends in my life who are so good at 
being patient with other people. And I think because I just don't have that time right now to hang out with the fickle, I let other people and good friends of mine hang out with the fickle because they have the patience to work through that. They have the patience of a saint and uh, I don't. So there you go. I know my yeses at the table and I know my noes. And, you know, fickle people to me is a no. And I will actually remove myself at a table so that I don't have to spend the whole night. I'd rather go sit in a corner with myself and then have a conversation with someone who is fickle. I know, I've probably lost a lot of friends right now, or maybe I've gained some, and that's okay. See, the thing I do know is that I'm really decisive and I really want the best for you and I really want to see you increase your growth, your economic growth, so that it accelerates the cultural impact that you're going to bring and that you're bringing right now. So, you know, sometimes that means that what I say, you're not necessarily going to love everything I say. And sometimes how I do it isn't going to be the way that you want it done or that you would do it. But I'm just sharing with you in these conversations what does work for me, why it is important to me, and the thinking behind the decisions I make. You know, at this moment, we are, like I said earlier, in split. And the rest of my family will join us. I think it's tomorrow. And I'm really excited about that because at the end of the week, we go on a boat all together. And this has been something that we've done for years. And this was booked in before something hit the world a few years ago. And so if we didn't do it now, it would be dishonored and we wouldn't be able to get our money back. So there was no way out of coming if we didn't want to lose out on all the dollars that we had invested in this trip previously. So, you know, I did whatever it took to get us here. And that was a major effort and amongst a time when it would have been easier to stay home. Why did I do it? I did it because family is important to me. I did it because I know that I have a book to write and writing on a boat will bring out creativity in me. I know that as a family, this time will bring us closer together. And that to me is important. So, you know, it was an effort. And everyone thinks, oh, it's so amazing. You're traveling the world and you're taking your family and, oh, you're so lucky to be going on vacation. I am actually have been working nonstop since the moment I've come here. Yes, I'm getting out early in the morning when it's not hot going for lots of swims in the pool but I'm working hard and I always say when I'm on the road the only difference is my office moves to different locations I know this works for me I know I will make it work because I have deadlines 
So I can't just go on vacation right now. But I can make it that I get to still be in beautiful location, still spend time, amazing time with my family, and still get my work done at the same time. What is it that you've got to make as non-negotiables in what you are doing or where you are heading? There's no judgment and it doesn't matter if it's not how everyone else does it. What does that look like for you? I think that is when we become comfortable with the uncomfortable, you actually get to do what you're meant to do. What is it that you're comfortable with that maybe isn't a good thing? It's those things that you need to say no to. Or maybe it's those things that you need to say yes to that you haven't yet because it's really uncomfortable and it's easier to stay comfortable. You know, this next little while, you are going to hear nonstop, nonstop. In fact, we are putting out a whole lot of different things to do with the 1% movement. Well, here's the thing. The 1% movement is my focus right now because even though it makes me uncomfortable building up and having to ask and having to build a bigger community, I like the small intimate. I'm good at being the secret source. But if I believe to role model what I talk about all the time, then the 1% movement is what I need to do. So for those that don't know about the 1% movement, we are doing a big launch uh, in November the 8th. And over the next actual little while, we will start unfolding what that looks like. I'm so excited because... I believe, and I really believe as a non-negotiable, as something that I feel so strongly about, is if I do my 1%, you do your 1%, George down the road does his 1%, Mary does hers, then Rhonda does hers, Brian does his, Janine does hers, those 1% will shift the dial from problem to solution and narrow what we are seeing as the breakdown in culture across the global landscape. That's meaning each one of us just doing what we are meant to do, just doing our 1% and standing strong on that. That's kind of exciting. And if I can help businesses, companies, organizations, initiatives, community projects to become their next 1% community, Next 1% initiative, next 1% company, next 1% business. You get the idea. Then we will see the 1% movement actually changing what we are seeing across the globe. And trust me, when you get to start traveling around the world, you'll start understanding that there is so much in culture, whether it's the way we run our communities our villages, our cities, our nations, our politics, our leadership, whether it's the decisions made through policies, through proposals, through initiatives, that if we were doing it, knowing that we were adding our 1% to the human race and making decisions that are ethical to the human race and that are going to add value 
Maybe it's a little uncomfortable, but I tell you, uncomfortable with the uncomfortable. I hope you will be too. And I hope that you start thinking, what have you got in your hand? What can you do? What are you going to say yes to? What are you going to say no to? What is going to become your non-negotiables? And what is the pathway that you're creating with a bigger vision that you've got other people coming on the journey with you? Hey, if you haven't, please make sure that you join the 1% movement. We, I don't want you to miss out. Go to the1percentmovement.com or join the1percentmovement.com and I can't wait to see your beautiful face as a human that is committing up on the wall of humanity. I have this vision and I want to share it and I will share it more over time. That a billion people by the year 2052 have their names up on the wall of humanity. If a billion people by the year 2052 had their names up on the wall of humanity, that would be what they're predicting about one-tenth of the population. Do you think if one-tenth of the population cared about the decisions they were making every time they made them at the table, that those decisions were going to add value to the human race? that this would bring some change, that this would change for not just us and what we're doing, but for the generations to come. Do you think that's a good thing? I do. So help us start building momentum with this movement. And I can't wait to see you on the other side. All right, big love to you. And I hope that you can take from today's conversation some things that maybe you need to question, some little actions that you could put into practice and maybe just have a look at your vision. You know, for some people it's just a vision that needs to get you through to the next and that's about all you can cope with right now. That's okay. Just have a vision and share that vision with those that are going to support you, have your back and help you to do that vision well. And for those that like to stretch that out and to play a bigger vision, remember, you're not alone. There are others like you out there. And the conversation maybe that you long for is a conversation I'm really happy to be a part of. So reach out and know that together we can work towards, even when we think differently, We do things differently and maybe even look a little different. Big love to you today. I hope this has been of help to you. Make sure you put a review and let us know what you're loving from this podcast, what you're wanting more conversation around and how we can serve you better. All right, big love signing out from Split in Croatia. Amazing droplets of wisdom for you from today's episode. Make sure you subscribe, leave awesome ratings and reviews. Our hope is that this product creates a new awareness, activates ownership to what is next, and a curiosity for the need to be a part of the change, to make footsteps of sustainability from today onwards. If you want to further your journey with us, join us at our next Global Human Intelligence Forum or apply to our next Leaders Movement Parlay. Both links are in the show notes. We appreciate you. 
help us to build a tribe and make humanity as stakeholders. To achieve this together, recommend this podcast to leaders, innovators, pioneers, future thinkers, and movement changers. Big love. See you on the next Global Human Intelligence Podcast.